All right. They let him clean inbound it. Oh they pass God. it off. The look. Oh! <laughs> he just got Cincinnati. No, no Mick. Welcome to the Cincy Slangin' Bearcat Podcast. I'm Coomer, joined as always by Hummer. Hummer, what's up, buddy? You know what? As time keeps marching on, we're getting through the chaos, the sea of chaos here, and we're getting into football season. We're getting to spring football. It is a great day to be a Cincinnati Bearcat sports fan. Uh, I haven't been so excited to just see players in pads, just just on a on a gridiron, uh, not on a, a wooden court of, of chaos. Um, but I don't want to bury the lead too much. I don't really have too much to say because I wasn't at the football practice. I don't know if they were letting fans in. Maybe they were. Maybe they weren't. Um, but look, Coomer, what happened this week? No fans in practice. I will start there. And by all accounts, there's not. I think they're still evaluating the situation for a spring game, but I am glad to hear you say that it's a great day to be a Cincinnati Bearcats sports fan. It is, but there is no reason to bury the lead today. Hummer on Friday, the Bearcats athletic department released a statement and I am going to read said statement rather than summarizing it for us. Uh, but I, kinda, the- I don't know. I kind of liked your summary of it on Twitter a little better. <laughs> I don't know if that was a summary. That was a little bit of too opinionated to be a summary. Uh, but, maybe, it was maybe might have been paraphrasing would be the correct word. Okay. The statement from the university read the university, on. <laughs> the university of Cincinnati in conjunction with independent fact finders will commence a review of allegations related to its men's basketball program. Director of athletics, John Cunningham stated the university has always put the welfare of its student athletes first. We feel this is an essential step to ensure that all of our athletic programs meet the highest standards. What say you? Well, I'm just going to paraphrase your tweet. We are invest. We are announcing that we've are starting an investigation of the investigation to what? investigate the investigation um no i mean honestly it's in my mind this and this is clearly speculation i don't have any information i don't think we have any information you know that really solidifies any theories or anything about why they're doing it this way but my gut instinct would be if john cunningham is a good ad and you know we've had questions we've questioned his competence on this podcast before uh, of of what he is doing if he in, if he is at times in over his head with being an AD at the University of Cincinnati. So assuming that he has been investigating John Brandon for the past, say, two, three, four weeks, probably going all the way back to a little podcast that was dropped on February 22nd, uh, you know, maybe going back as far back as that. And he's been investigating for that long. And all of a sudden you're coming to a, a place where, you are ready to part ways with your coach. It's all about the amount of money that it's actually going to cost you. And your job as the AD is to get that dollar amount to be as little as possible. 
and to be as concrete that when they do fight this in court, when there is a lawsuit over this, that you have the information to back you up, that you move to making this official, bringing in third parties to verify what it is you are accusing the coach of in order to terminate him for cause. That's what I think is happening. And hopefully this isn't, hopefully that this isn't right now where John Cunningham is just completely being a clown and does not have anything. And he's using this to dig up information. If that's the way he's going, as I've seen some other speculation on the other side of things, that would absolutely be horrific and a terrible, terrible, terrible move by John Cunningham. Because first off, what that does is, it absolutely ruins any hope of actually having recruiting coming in next year for John Brandon. It, it basically ensures that John Brandon is going to have failure for the next season to two, maybe even three. It, ins- it ensures that. Right. No matter, no matter what his motive is for this investigation, that's clear. It's going to impact John Brandon's ability to replenish his roster after a mass exodus. But let, let me add, you, you said a lot there, right? You're kind of, you're already kind of a, you're, you're presenting both sides of the coin. Let's start on the first side, which is the assumption of competence. I think we'll start there. But we are going to try and look at this from all sides because I don't think that, that the announcement, the statement that we received on Friday was not really what anybody in the fan base was expecting. I think at that point when we heard there was going to be a statement released, the expectation was from no matter what side of the coin you were on with respect to supporting or not supporting John Brandon, I think all of us were expecting either a John Brandon is our coach going forward, a statement of affirmation, or we were expecting the opposite, which would be that John Brandon is no longer the coach at the university of Cincinnati. And here are the terms of our, uh, our separation. That's not what happened. And instead after weeks of speculation and, and weeks of silence from the athletic department, what we got is what you, what you described as basically a formality of an investigation with independent parties to oversee. And I tend to agree with you. Like I, I tend to see this through the prism of, well, I'm assuming John Cunningham found something during the past few weeks that he would determine maybe something plural, uh, some things that he, he deemed potentially uh, reason to fire John Brandon for cause. And we're bringing in a third party to review, to validate, and to, to move the ball forward. And, and, and if that's the case, there were probably conversations with John Brandon behind the scenes where they're talking uh, buyout amounts, whether they can come to an agreement to say, hey, here's the number, we'll pay you this, and we're going to part ways, and you go on your separate way, we go on our separate way. Our friend B. Fox made this point on Twitter that instead that that clearly did not happen. And the athletic department has gone public with investigations into, quote, allegations about the men's basketball program at the University of Cincinnati. Yeah. And let's be clear, the the university itself has experience firing a coach in a controversial manner, if you would. You know, when when Bob Huggins was was fired from the University of Cincinnati, it didn't it came with its own its own controversy surrounding the issue so much so that you can go and find out like that there was a lawsuit after the fact by Bob Huggins to get pay that he was believed to be entitled to through his contract. You know, the way these contracts are structured, 
like we've been trying to figure this out. Like, what is the definite? We've said this before. What is the definition of cause? You know, what what is that? So when they're going to go through this, they, and if they let him go, there is going to be a fight over what is the amount of compensation. You know, there that is going to be something they're challenging in court, and so they have to come in and be prepared for that. Like I said, I just think it all comes down to is what are you doing it for? Because they didn't actually mention any, any what the actual allegations that they're in, investigating are. I think we all have a good idea what they are. And let's be clear about the allegations. First off, like the, the players being uh, John Brandon having the, the recruiting snafu where either I think what we're hearing now is that it was a, either a recorded conversation that was sent to the player um, or it was a text message that was sent to, to Zach Harvey by the, rec- the, the other recruit about what was said about him in a negative light. We also have the allegations of players being in one-on-one meetings where John Brandon is talking, for lack of a better term, shit about a player behind their back. And then, then going and doing that to multiple players and having that being found out through the locker room, creating basically what you would call a hostile work environment. There are some other ones that are, this is where I, these are rumors and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get into the rumor ones because those we, we don't have sources. But those those two aren't rumors. Those are reported by Justin I, Williams of the Athletic. Can I say something though? Those those don't sound like fire for cause offenses. They sound like being they sound like being bad at your job, and be, for being bad at your job, which I personally believe John Brandon has been. I think John Brandon has unequivocally done a poor job as head coach of the Cincinnati Bearcats through his first two seasons. I think there are data points, which I've been saying like crazy. There are data points throughout we, both we seasons. Gotten, yeah, we haven't even gotten to the on-court data points. Right, there but, are plenty. Yes. There's on-court results and off-court results that would that would point in the direction of, hey, I don't really believe in John Brandon as the long-term coach of the Cincinnati Bearcats. However, that doesn't mean we have reason to fire him for cause. And this is where it's going to be very interesting to monitor how exactly plays this plays out. Because if it plays out in a way where John Cunningham follows up to this Friday statement and says, after our investigation, we have found no true wrongdoing. John Brandon will be the coach of the University of Cincinnati Bearcats moving forward. That is an abject disaster. And then we know that John Cunningham is a would be officially crowned the the crowned the clown of Cincinnati. Uh, He would be wearing the tiara uh, of the of the of the clownness around the city. Shame, shame, shame down Main Street campus. (laughs) No Uh, doubt, no doubt, no doubt. He because you wouldn't have had to do this official, you know, kind of. It's it's publicly dragging John Brandon's name through the mud. Without, without the result that we were all anticipating. If you're going to do this official step of formal investigation into, quote, allegations, which are very vague at this point, and I, I can't dispute that. I think he's been bad. But at the same time, and I'm not a lawyer, and we are speculating as fans of the Cincinnati basketball program, I, I don't know this stuff well enough to say, you know, what we've seen in the reporting from Justin Williams, huge red flags, very concerned, not pleased in the direction we're heading. That said, hey, you know, if we got to suck it up, we got to suck it up. Um, I think that if we came back and he was the coach after this, it's it's untenable, right? Like John Brandon is going to be fuming about what happened. And us as a fan base are going to say, wait a second. 
What was the purpose of that? All you did was tank our ability to potentially, you know, hit the lottery and somehow rebound from the disaster John Brandon himself has created. Right. Well, and that's where that's where the lack of saying, okay, well, here are the allegations. You know, that's that's a big step because you're looking through them. And yes, do do I want Coach Brandon to be the coach of the Bearcats? You've, you, everybody knows my opinion. No, I don't. I don't like the direction he was taking the program. I don't like the way that that he basically. How to say this in the way I want to say it? When you have six players leave your program because of the way you treated them. Like and people are saying, well, these kids need to be tougher. Well, well, these kids need to be tougher. I've made this point before. You wouldn't put up with this in your nine to five job, and these are unpaid players, right? That is bullcrap to expect them to want to go through to go through that. That you wouldn't do that at your own job. Why do you expect them to do that? Uh, be be tough. These players have had toughness all around their lives. All the coaches they work for to get to the level that they're at to say they're not tough. Like Mason Madsen, like did anybody see him when he first like came like in his recruiting photos? Guy was was not like not ripped at all. All of a sudden, you're starting to see you're starting to see you're starting to see a la Trey Scott from freshman to junior season. You know those the Rayfell the Rayfell pictures. <laughs> <laughs> and Hummer, don't take it from us. Take it from John Brandon himself, who throughout this season, while he was disappointed with some of the toughness on the court as it pertained to getting rebounds or you know, just physical toughness, and it was lacking, don't get us wrong, he praised again and again and again the mental toughness and makeup of this team the entire season. And when we did go on our run, when we did rally and, and pull off some victories that were a bit unexpected at the end of the year, that was largely driven by the same players who have decided that, nope, playing for John Brandon is not our cup of tea and we are bouncing. And these are the exact same guys that John Brandon brought into the program. So no matter how you slice it, the current state of things does fall on John Brandon. So recapping, if we're talking state of UC hoops, quite literally, we are in the definition of purgatory. We don't know whether we're going to heaven. We don't know if we're going to hell. <laughs> um, and on largely, here's what's scary about it is because of the fact that we don't really have faith in John Cunningham per se, like this is uh, uh, argue, not even arguably, this is the biggest decision that he's ever going to be a part of more than likely for any school. You don't want to go through multiple controversial coaching changes in your career as an AD. But we do know that when he was hired, part of his profile was the reason why was crisis management. That's the big thing that was reported on. Well, we brought him over because he's good at crisis management. Well, this is a crisis that the Bearcat, a legendary basketball program finds themselves in. And John Cunningham either made a terrible, terrible mistake that's going to set us back five, six years. Who, who knows? But either way, let's, let's, let's break it down and say what are the positives and negatives to each outcome. And let's look at it from John Cunningham, genius, uh, master, game theory, puppeteer, <laughs> to John Cunningham – the clown. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, I'm just, I'm just going to go and try and dig up stuff to an official investigation. I think that's a good idea. So we'll try and do this the best of our abilities. Uh, I, we're kind of running off the fly here and I, I kind of want to take a step back before we go into the pluses and minuses and just say, 
that it's incredibly complicated to talk about the situation because we're not just talking about whether we agree or disagree with John Brandon being the head coach. All of the sudden, we're in a situation where it's not just our head coach for basketball that's quote-unquote on trial. No, it's now also our athletic director because of the decision and because of how he's handled you know, the, the situation surrounding our basketball team. So it seems very tenuous, um, but I do think let's, let's kind of go into this. I just want to be fair to both sides of the argument here, because either way, both, both scenarios could still lead to John Brandon getting fired. Even if he's a clown and this, he didn't turn up any dirt for cause doesn't mean he doesn't plan on firing him anyway. You know, it's, I guess we'll start with with John Cunningham being a clown because that is the the absolute dagger of what the worst situation could possibly be at this point. But that's super cynical. Let's start with the not so cynical. I think because it's the way you presented things when we started the podcast. If you start things and say, all right, we know John Cunningham has been in, in one way, in some way, investigating what's happening around the basketball team. We know from multiple reports. You want to start on the other side. I want to start at the other side because. We know for a fact John Cunningham has been investigating what's happening on the basketball team for weeks. It's been reported by multiple people. He's been having conversations with players who have departed the program. There are also, there's also speculation he hasn't actually talked to John Brandon, or at least had not talked to John Brandon outside of some text messages up until late last week. But if we know he has done some sort of investigation, we are moving forward with the the uh, with the premise that he uncovered some things during said investigation that led him to believe that John Brandon can no longer be our coach. And he we're, we're crossing this bridge because we intend to move on from John Brandon. We intend for him to no longer be the head coach at the university of Cincinnati. If that's the case, if John Cunningham has uncovered some, some reasons to say, Hey, there's reasons to fire John Brandon for cause. We think we have them and we're bringing in our third party to validate these things, if that's the case, what he's doing now makes perfect sense. 100% it makes perfect sense because here, here's the reality is no matter what happens, John Brandon gets fired, uh, and if this, if this plays out or we go to the other side, John Brandon stays, at the end of the day, both scenarios result in a complete and total rebuild of the program as if you were a brand new head coach coming in. Because let's face it, like this is what John Brandon was look, staring down the barrel at when he took over the program. Except he had, you know, he had Jaron Cumberland, he had Trey Scott, he had Williams, he had he had Mamadou, you know, and, and I'm off the fly here, but you're kind of you're doing a complete re- roster rebuild, and it's a self-inflicted gunshot wound at this point with what it's a self-inflicted with rebuild. This rebuild we're currently in, where we have right. we now officially have one player for 2021, we have zero for 2022. And we're replenishing a roster with all transfer portal players, essentially. That is a self-inflicted rebuild. This is not how it had to be for the Cincinnati Bearcats. And we're in this place because John Brandon did not retain the recruits he brought into UC. And we're in this place because there is no pipeline. There well, is no pipeline I, of young talent. I don't want to, I don't want to keep jumping on. We already gone enough on what John Brandon has done wrong that I really, I'm trying to like point out like what I think here is there's either way. This is, this can only go up. I know the results on the court can still go down, but what we're looking at is a situation where either John Brandon is retained and he just has to be a better coach. There's no doubt about that. 
and our expectations aren't going to change for him. I still expect to be a tournament team next year. And I don't care how ridiculous that sounds. That's my expectation as a University of Cincinnati basketball fan. That's just the mat. That's just a matter of the fact. And if you can't handle that, get out of the kitchen. Right. So we're coming back to, we're coming back to the point though. So if we have to fire John Brandon, we're in the same position that we are today. You still have to rebuild a program from scratch. The only difference is we get to drop the baggage that our, our current coach now has. That baggage is gone. It's out the door. It's a fresh start. Regardless, we're probably, as much as I say this, expectations, we're more realistically either way three years out probably from realistically looking at a, 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 build, a build that's challenging teams that are as good as Houston is this year or apparently now all of a sudden that Memphis is going to be next year from everybody's account on Twitter. Um, well, it's building in a sustainable way and you make, that's yeah. the great point that you're hitting on and, and I don't need to beat the dead horse. You're going to have to rein me in on that. Cause it's so easy for me <laughs> to just keep piling on John Brandon. The reality is if you're an AD, if you're John Cunningham and you look at the current situation, you're saying, well, it's a rebuild. We're in a rebuild. So do I want the rebuild to be headed by the guy who got us here in the first place? The guy who created this? Do I want to give him the chance to rebuild or do I want to bring in and hire my own basketball coach to turn things around? And if I have an ability to do that, because I, and I don't want it, let's say Cunningham is saying, I can't do this with 5.25 million. I can't afford, that's too expensive. I can't get rid of John Brandon for that. I got 10 boosters. I got $3 million to play with here. Right. <laughs> is there a reason, is there, is there a way to dismiss John Brandon for cause? It, you know, it, has he done things and failed in ways that justify this? And if he thinks so, it probably does make a lot of sense to bring in the next guy to do the rebuild because John Brandon in two years has, has proven very little in terms of being the long-term head coach of the Cincinnati Bearcats. Yeah, that's the only thing that's like blowing my mind. Now I'm going to go down. I'm going to pull a Coomer here. When, when people are like adamantly defending John Brandon as like the goat, like that he's built up some crazy amount of cachet, you know, He's been here two years, and and I want I, I, I wish we had the B-roll of this so we could play the clip. At the beginning of last year, at the beginning of last season, we said what our expectations were, and we said that with the talent on this roster as it stands today, that if this team, if last year's team, the 2019-2020 Bearcats, were a bubble team or borderline getting in the tournament, that this season would have been an at that season would be considered an abject failure. And as it stood at the end of last year, we were not in the tournament. We consensus was if you go out and you look at, at bracketology, ask Andy Katz, ask my boy, John Rothstein, you know, any, anybody out there, they were basically projecting that Cincinnati had to win the tournament in order to get in. We had, we still had resume because we had such terrible losses like Bowling Green, which was mainly a result of keeping a Chris McNeil in who had missed 20 out of 21 free throws, something ludicrous, you know, or, or later in the season, just continuing to pile the ball down into uh, Chris Vote and not playing Trey five at the Scott until Temple, you know, this, this stuff like that and not, not giving, not giving uh, uh, Jaron Cumberland the keys to the kingdom until six games into the season. You know, it's stuff like that where the red flags started to appear and, and we were optimistic. So we, we don't, we don't view them from this lens of like, Oh, Hey, that's, that's not terrible. Like, Oh, he did do that. He did make the adjustment. He did. He did. So we're giving him the pass as well. You made it too late. Right. And then you're making it too late and it's becoming a pattern 
and we've only had not seen it two years and it's a pattern that's repeated itself. So at the end of the day, and then the off court have, stuff was a nightmare. Like the, the off court stuff was to. made of that's nightmares. Where, and that's where I'm bringing it back to. Now you get all this back, this off court stuff you're hearing. And look, you have Jaron Cumberland who is made no, there's no way beating around the bush with, he's been on Instagram. He said it, get this man out of here. And that, he's a made were, man. He's a made man in Cincinnati. I don't care what anyone says. This yeah. Made man. Gave his blood, sweat and tears to the program for his first three years. And he only ever had an issue at Cincinnati is, is one year with John Brandon. One year with John Brandon. And then Jay Sarola. And there's definitely some baggage there. Can't get into it. <laughs> no, but it's already rumored out there. Like it's plenty of people speculate on Twitter that he left in the middle. He got a rental car in the middle. But when of it's not a, but when it, but when it's not to, a, but when it's an not airplane a rumor. straight to Spain, right? Like that's what I'm saying. But it's not a rumor. <laughs> it's not a rumor. You know what I mean? It's not a rumor that and take that for what you will. It's not a rumor. Uh, when then you get into other players, like we know these aren't rumors anymore because players have talked to people. They're sort as they're sourced as anonymous sources or ex players, or I spoke to an anonymous player. We know the players of the pool of people it can be. The difference is, is that we do know which players some of us do. We're privy to that information, but it doesn't matter. So we, but here's my point it's baggage. It is baggage. It is a bag of sand. Tied a 50 pound, 100 pound bag of sand tied with metal chains being dropped off a boat tied to John Brandon's ankle. And it's going to drag him straight down through the water where he's going to choke and swim and have to fight his way to the, to the surface. Why don't we just bring in a coach without that baggage and shove him underwater and let him swim to the surface a little easier. And that's exactly what I think. It's what we both think John Cunningham is doing. In now that we this have statement. no sources. We have no sources. This is total. This is total speculation about what the angle is here. Because I think it's a good time now to pivot. And by the way, I hope this is. I hope people can follow this. I my mind is going a million miles an hour thinking about this stuff because there's so much. Was my analogy too far out there? No, your analogy was perfect. There's so much going on that I can't keep straight what we should actually talk about at times. But I do want to appease the folks who are on the other side that say. You know, we're reading some of these reports out here and and uh, Fox 19 put out some quotes from a parent that basically made it sound like they were unhappy. They couldn't make dinner for their kids while on the basketball team. And it sounded weird. And I wasn't, you know, I read it and I thought, what is this? What? Why am I reading this right now? What? It, what is this? This is nothing. It doesn't mean anything. And so if you put that together and you put together uh, the idea that, you know, John Brandon, while being really bad at his job and managing relationships with these players, and completely failing from that standpoint, while that is very concerning as a fan of the program and probably is a huge indictment on his ability to lead us into the future, it doesn't mean we have reason to fire him for cause. That by itself. Now, Justin Williams has since done some reporting on CARA violations and over-practicing, overworking the players, and there were some reports of that initially. That's pretty, that's pretty nitpicky stuff. And if that's all we're hanging our hat on, Eh, it kind of feels, show. yeah, it feels, it just feels a bit icky is what I would say. And it might be, we don't, we won't know until things are official. We won't know until we hear the official announcement, but if we are heading down a path of, Hey, these official investigations into allegations happened. And the only outcome was John Brandon will continue to be the Cincinnati basketball coach or 
John Brandon were buying him out for five point two five million. If those are one of the two outcomes, ah, man, I think that's a that's a harsh that'll be a harsh reality, and that'll be a that'll be a very very concerning moment going forward with our AD. I mean, it changes the whole dynamic of the conversation. Let's be real. Uh, it it you you can't take. Unfortunately, it does take the spotlight off of John Brandon, or I guess you could say fortunately in a sense, but the reason why I like the spotlight being on John Brandon before I get into the Cunningham is keeping his feet to the fire, keeps him in check of who he needs to be and how he needs to learn and grow from this, this episode that we're going through, because if he is the coach that is necessary and that can't be forgotten. You can't give John Brandon a pass for anything that we've seen over the last two years. Not one. It's indefensible, but his, his but performance goes, is indefensible, but that goes for John Cunningham as well. Like John Cunningham, it was it was indiscuse, un, un, well, what do you inexcusable, indefensible, inexcusable, indefensible. His lack of action, his lack of presence in public when UC is trying to make a push for a playoff spot. You know, like you have other, you have Georgia's AD going out there going ham for the Peach Bowl. John Cunningham is is noticeably silent. And um, and let me add to his his list in case you're not going to get there. But the locker room project for the football team was supposed oh. to be that was supposed to be an eight million dollar renovation and instead has been cut in half to be much more of a you know just an aesthetic improvement i think about a four million dollar project which means that's strictly we couldn't raise the funds to to get this done which is another indictment on your on your athletic director fair or not and we've actually heard that that's a downside to him i think it was it was our friend b fox who came on the podcast and, and that was a point I think he specifically made. It was a point one of, of the emphasis. A point of emphasis he made was that John Cunningham is not making relationships with the right boosters to be able to raise funds, and it's coming through. Um, because I think one of the things we heard was like, well, they they the, the boosters involved with the rock locker room project got cold feet because of COVID, um, not knowing what what the status was with with I guess investment portfolios. When we also now know that if you look back a year ago, that after the initial COVID shock happened, um, the stock market's been ripping and a roaring. Um, it's gone to the moon. Um, <laughs> another show. If you listen and, to um, some old episodes, you could hear about it. Yeah, call, call call back. GameStop, um, Bitcoin. So but it's so unacceptable. Forth. And so if, if this is the blunder he makes, like he doesn't have anything he's hoping for, for this to upturn something, then that is just, that's indefensible indefensible and needs he need would honestly need to be fired immediately if that's the case <laughs> I, I, that's what i'm saying that's how fast this is going to turn that is how fast this will turn if john cunningham literally has now put his job on the line if this turns up that he had nothing and this is all basically just to find something like well, we're past that point so either you have something this is official or john cunningham honestly your job you you should lose your job for this Based on by announcing the formal investigation, I think you've you've kind of forced, in my opinion, you have you forced, forced the, the process. Hand, you forced the process to say we have to part with John Brandon. Yes. If you didn't do that, and on Friday you just said, "Look, you guys can complain all you want. John Brandon, you know, didn't do anything wrong in in terms of being able to, you know, should being fired for cause. He's still the coach at Cincinnati. This is his mess. He needs to clean it up." We're moving on. The conversation is moving on to, all right, I don't like it. I'm not happy. But at the same time, we're not, we're not lightening our, our expectations. 
you've got to make the tournament. If you don't get it done, if you don't somehow rebuild this program with transfers next year, John Brandon, we're holding your feet to the fire. He didn't do that. Since he announced this, I think the only way for the UC fan base to properly move on is to part ways with John Brandon. Yes. And John Brandon, I'm sorry, and John Cunningham forced that, forced that to happen by announcing this investigation. That's what I say. It all comes down to, honestly, what was the investigation for? If it's for, uh, really, and I hate to say it this way, if we're right, and he already had something, and this is just to get the people in there to verify it, to make sure that everything's on the up and up. Um, you know, we got him. Otherwise, this is terrible. And oh my God, I don't know if you guys are watching this or you are, but uh, this is one hell of a UCLA game, UCLA Alabama game. <laughs> well, go ahead and update with the time and score because we're recording this during the UCLA Alabama uh, 51, game. 61 61, 46.5 seconds left. Uh, UCLA on the. Oh, it's tied. He missed the foul shot. It's tied. Tie it's game. Tied. Forty-five all. seconds left. Alabama, UCLA. Should we just should we just watch the game live? Should we? Take oh yeah, a quick I'm pause? watching this. Let's take a pause from recording. We're going to leave this in though. Hummer, this is going to be an incredibly abrupt transition because, frankly, we stopped talking as the UCLA-Alabama game got into the last minute or so, and we are now talking again as the game heads into overtime off of a obscene last-second shot by Alabama. There's a couple... I don't want to get into this much more, and frankly, I don't want to leave on too much of a downer. There's, there's a conversation out there about John Cunningham handling this so poorly that it's a death blow to the Cincinnati Bearcats basketball program. And I, I find it utterly ludicrous, but I also wanted to get your reaction to that. I mean, you just said it there. It's ludicrous. Well, once again, actually, I got I to gotta step back there. It's ludicrous as long as John uh, Cunningham knows exactly what the heck he's doing. In other words, like it sounds terrible because he's pigeonholed himself in that you have to fire John Brandon. If you don't, you then, in that case, have given this program a death sentence because the hurt to recruiting at this point right now for next year is so bad and that it could carry on in the future for future classes as well that you're, you're literally saying, John Brandon, you're, you're tying an arm. John Brandon already has an arm tied behind his back right now because of the baggage that he's carrying with the accusations from the players of how he of the culture he builds. Uh, but then when you when you do this, you're hanging an investigation over his head. Are you going to be the coach? Are you not going to be the coach? We don't know. Now, all of a sudden, you're taking both hands, tying them behind his back. And that, in and of itself, is a death sentence. However, when we probably go through what the inevitable is, I think we're moving forward with a guy, whoever it may be. You know, there's been some names thrown out there. Eric Martin. Maybe we get something like an Eric Martin with maybe, you know, Maybe, frankly, maybe Ronald Allen was like someone on staff, someone who's grinding away in the G League. You know, maybe we get a Nick Van Exel as an assistant coach who's been grinding away as an assistant coach in, in NBA in the NBA circles. You know, what is wrong with necessarily wrong with that? Nothing, because you're going to get guys that don't have baggage associated with them. They're going to be able to come in and basically just wipe the slate clean. They're, and you're going to get guys. The, the key is if we do fire him, the hire has to be. This will be the most important hire for the program in a long time because I think we said this before that we're teetering on the prefaces of being irrelevant forever or for a very, what can be seen as forever for a very long time. The dark ages that were the, the, the early to mid eighties. Uh, 
you know, and that's not, that's not what we want to see. So they have to get this right. I think there is something to look forward to in that sense, because we do have a list of candidates that, that could be something special given, given the cachet that they have with the program. Right. And I think we're not going to do the candidate thing today because we don't know where the decision is going to be. But I think, I think you nailed that. Honestly, I think you, the read of, if you keep John Brandon, that is the most damaging thing you can do at this point, based on how you have handled this publicly, because you have, you, you've, you've really all but assured that John Brandon can't succeed at this point as Cincinnati Bearcats basketball coach. I would argue He's done plenty to prove that he probably was trending toward not succeeding anyway, based on everything we had seen. But given the public investigation, given the the delay it's going to cause in recruiting in the portal, if you keep him, you're pretty much guaranteeing that we're going to have a couple of very, very rough seasons. And if you want to call that death, you know, uh, I don't know if I would, but at the same time, I, I get where you're coming from. If we're moving on, if we think, if we, if this goes where we think it's going, the recovery can be fast and it's really up to John Cunningham to absolutely nail the hire, you know, make sure you're getting the right guy in here. And I think there's lots of good options out there despite kind of being a little bit late in the process. But as we saw with Wichita state this year and Isaac Brown taking over for Greg Marshall, very late in the, in the cycle, you know, you can hit the lottery in the portal. Um, Arkansas did it. Arkansas, you know, hit a home run muscleman down in Arkansas, really hit home runs with who they brought in from the portal. And if you, if you do that while also building out a quick pipeline in the recruiting circuit for freshmen in terms of 22, 23 and beyond, we can be back into the tournament on a regular basis, much faster than people think. So the, the, the rumors of our demise in terms of this being a death sentence for the Cincinnati Bearcats basketball program, wildly exaggerated, I am, I am not giving up hope to seeing this get better sooner than later, but I will say this escalated quickly. I, uh, I, we knew throughout the season that things were, were not going great for John Brandon. We knew there were, there was reasons to be concerned, but essentially what we're seeing is the nuclear option with all of the freshmen departing. Like they did with Zach Harvey, making an official Mamadou making an official. And with frankly, there just being no recruiting success outside of that. This is this has gotten wild quickly, and uh, we're just hanging on for dear life. Yeah, and it's it's just to me, it's it's at this point, if you're a UC fan, it doesn't matter where you sit on the spectrum of your like or dislike of John Brandon. In my humble opinion, I believe if you want to see this program be successful move moving forward in the immediate future, with everything that's happened, like with with, with what's happened with John Brandon, with John Cunningham how he handled this whole thing. You actually, in my opinion, have to be rooting for, for John Brandon to be moving on from the university and uh, we're, we're starting fresh. Cause if we don't, it's going to be an uphill battle. John Cunningham has made sure that it will be an uphill battle. If he keeps John Brandon. Well, let's, let's leave it there. Hummer. I don't know that there's much more to truly touch on. I could talk about it for hours, frankly, but I think we would be doing it a bit in circles and I don't want to do that to you folks. We truly appreciate you listening to the podcast. We've gotten a lot of a lot of additional listens lately. The podcast is growing. People are cl- clearly sharing it. We ask, please continue to do so. Help us grow. Help us get bigger. We try and be the, the true fan perspective of the Cincinnati Bearcat basketball, football, and sports fan. Follow us on Twitter at Cincy Slangin. Follow us on Instagram at Cincy Slangin. We're on Facebook. 
we're out there. Just, you know, point your friends and family out to the podcast. Leave us a kind review if you if you would please do that. And uh, hey, we'll keep we'll keep producing these. I'm sure you're going to be hearing from us later in the week if there's any official announcement. Anything else, Summer? Uh, don't forget to check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Facebook is at Cincy Slangin Pod. Twitter at Cincy Slangin. I love um, when you I love when you truly just prove that you weren't listening to me at all. That's exactly what I just said. But alas. We're going to be joined by Ron. Dude, there's Allen. so much. There's so much going on right now. You're like, you're. Yeah. Did you just see that? Three. Yeah. Mick. Well, if you did the Twitter thing, then just just cut it up. Mick. That. Anyway, we're going to have Ron Allen on the podcast later this week to talk about his G League experiences. Until then, Hummer. Cheers, buddy. What? What'd you say? <laughs>